Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey. And Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Manu. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. It is not Thursday, September 24th for us, but it is for you watching this because we are taping this and airing it on Thursday, September 24th. And I'll tell you why we're doing that, because we filmed this interview with Peter Crone on Monday, but it followed a very lengthy, amazing interview with Dane Cook. 
so only a few of you got to see it live. So we decided to split them up because it was just a lot of amazing content. And so Fancy Jeff and Kelsey here are making this happen. So you can see I'm wearing the same outfit <laughs> from your yesterday, my today. <laughs> it's right? Like parallel dimensions. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but as we know from Anita Morjani, who's on the show, on the other side, past and present and future, like everything is happening at the same time. So it just goes with what it Ooh. is. Our quote of the day life will present you with people and circumstances to reveal where you are not free. And that is from Peter Crone. Peter is a celebrated mental coach. He is otherwise known as the mind architect. And he's going to be uh, discussing with us how to overcome the perceived limitations of our own minds to become more free. Uh, if you haven't already hit subscribe on YouTube, please do. Follow us at Better Together with Maria on Instagram and TikTok. Been putting up some recipes there um, and some fun content, of course, on Better Together with Maria on Instagram because that's really kind of our hub for all of you to be able to access these experts and all the information and not have it all just kind of be randomly on my Instagram. This is just for us. Uh, and if you haven't joined us on Patreon, this is the moment, guys. We are starting all these amazing workshops. It's, uh, I've said before on the show. So go to my Instagram at Maria Menunos, click the link tree, or if you go to Better Together with Maria, follow us and then click the link tree mm -hmm. um, and join us on Patreon so you can be a part of uh, the inner squad, I guess, right? Yeah. Where we're doing healing workshops and um, more content, obviously, and ad free content as well. So this week, you're going to hear all about our clean beauty. Mm -hmm. regime and everything that I'm doing to kind of explore all of the new clean beauty that's out there what's working what's not working I will share all of that with you um, in the meantime I do have to tell you about a way to get some of your clean beauty really easily without even having to go to the store because Thrive Market is my new obsession um, as I've said before, you guys know I'm passionate about health and wellness and being here in Connecticut. One of my biggest challenges here was that it was always hard to find any of those things that I get so easily in Los Angeles. And I recognize that we live in a bit of a bubble in LA um, and even in New York, right? But the rest of us who live in areas like I do here in Connecticut find it challenging to find those kind of non-GMO, non-toxic, organic, clean products. And so that is now no longer an issue with Thrive Market. So I am really, really grateful to have found it. They make healthy living so easy. Um, I have all my favorite organic pantry staples, clean beauty products, um, non-toxic home goods right at my fingertips. It's a, like a one-stop shop. It's basically like Amazon, right? So you can just click, 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 buy all your healthy things that you want. Um, they do all the work to source the best high quality products. And um, they also categorize everything for you. So if you're on a keto diet, you can just click keto and then they'll give you all of the options in there. So it's super awesome. You get things for cheaper than you would at the normal store. There is a small membership fee, but you get bulk prices on premium upscale items. So it gives you 25 to 50% off retail. And of course, those add, uh, savings add up. So take your, your health seriously. Um, and you can do that now with Thrive Market. It's a lot easier, like I said. Go to thrivemarket.com backslash better together. If you use that, of course, you're helping us on the show. 
um, and we're grateful for that. Of course, we only bring you things that we love and believe in. Um, and so you help us by using our landing page, but also you get a free gift valued at $24 um by going there right now and we only have a small more window left to do that so jump in become a member um get your free gift eat healthy practice self-care with thrivemarket.com backslash better together all right so we're going to go right into our interview with peter uh because it's a good one and a long one and uh i'm really excited to have him back on the show he hasn't been on the show in a bit Um, He's a thought leader in human potential and performance. He devotes his life to sharing insights and strategies to live an inspired life and thrive by awakening new levels of awareness. Uh, Peter helps redesign the subconscious mind that drives human behavior, performance, and ultimately all results during a pandemic. This could be, this couldn't be more beneficial. So returning to the show is Peter Crone. Now watch as I quickly change into another outfit. Hi, Pete. Top of the morning to you. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to see if I can let go of this microphone. You know, I'm having this little issue trying to get this to work. So I had to squeeze the microphone in between my legs the entire time to get it to work. I know that sounds (laughs) really, really like maybe slightly (laughs) inappropriate, but that's how I got it to work. So let me see if I can put it under my leg and get it to... Ah, yes, there we go. I'm just curious, <laughs> why is there a microphone between your legs? Yes. She means well, the cord. It's the cord. So you know where the cord connects? Okay, let's get more, let's, a little bit more accurate. Where the, the cord inserts into the other cord, Peter. <laughs> that part wasn't connecting very well. <laughs> and so oh, I, gotcha. I just I feel gotcha. like I did like a Suzanne Summers workout, like inner thigh workout, just through that whole Dane interview holding it. Hilarious. Might have been even funnier to say that to him. your kegels. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man! Um, it's, it's hi. Appropriate for your backdrop, squeezing cords and squeezing lemons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, welcome back we to the show. There? Where do we go from there? Is right when you're on the go, twenty four seven, like me, guys. Finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Um, you know, I think having someone like you on the show during uh, a global pandemic that doesn't seem to end is very appropriate because I think that especially now even approaching the election there's a lot of kind of doom that we're all Uh feeling um, whether it's from our, our leadership and you know where that might be going or not going or um, <laughs> or just kind of the state of everything, like you know, yeah. COVID and stuff. So, how are you coaching clients 
through this? And what are the commonalities you're seeing? Great question. I think the the, the official term is shit show. Mm. Is that is that <laughs> what the professionals call the current state of affairs? A shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer your question, how do I how am I coaching? Well, for me, first of all, there is no pandemic. Pandemic is a word that is inaccurate for what's going on. Uh, it is, it's it's you know some people say it's appropriate because it's global. But I like to, as I do with an individual, whether it be a client or a company or one of my athletes or whatever, is reveal what's actually what's actually going on at the core, right? So for me, the virus is revelatory. What does that mean? It's exposing all of the dysfunction in the world. So at one level, we could say it's a gift. So with an individual client, I will just see, okay, what is it revealing about them? And what is the common theme? Fear. Fear is for sure ubiquitous right now. So then there are all the other categories of life, the industries that are being exposed for the inauthenticities that they are, like politics, as you said, the absence of good leadership. Whichever side you want to go on, I don't really care. It's, you know, two wings on a broken bird. Uh, the, <laughs> medical, the, the, <laughs> the medical industry, which has got nothing to do with health, and yet it goes under the auspices of healthcare. It's disease care, which is great for triage and emergencies, but let's call it what it is. Doctors are specialists in path, pathology and pharmacology, they're not interested in health. Uh, the food industry, which you know covers everything that most people eat with glyphosate, uh, food like meat from slaughterhouses is pumped with antibiotics, full of infections. So these are the areas that I think is the gift for us to be looking at as the real cause. That's the real virus. The virus, you know, any virologist will tell you a virus isn't alive. It doesn't have a metabolism, it can't replicate. It doesn't have any sort of form of, um, energy production it really will combine with a cell and then create proteins which then create the cascade of issues in somebody so that's just basic biology so the fact that people think the the virus is a problem to me that's the least of our fears but what it's exposing is the psychological precondition of a of any mammal which its primordial focus is survival so if we're constantly being told that you've got a fear of virus, wear a mask, six feet you know, apart, whatever it is, which by the way, the CDC just came out with about an hour ago that that information was erroneous. So you know, there's updates all the time. Which to information specifically? The six feet apart that the virus can travel. So that's they not just, true. No, no, the virus isn't killing anyone. Listen, I'm not a doctor. This is purely my opinion. I'm not paid by anyone. Just get the legal matters. You know, I'm not. I'm not diagnosing or treating anything. But to me, a virus is not the issue. The virus reveals where you're already sick. So the studies that I feel are not being covered by mass media because they're not good to the narrative of a pandemic are the, the number two drugs that are actually inciting the response, the COVID response. So then is, you know, the coronavirus is then leading to this COVID response are statins and ACE inhibitors. Oh my God. I just was going to say it's probably cholesterol medicine because everyone's on it. <gasps> right. And so there's a beautiful, like to me, like again, I've got, a, I've got a Bachelor of Science in Human Biology. I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling people how to live their lives. You've got to speak to your health professional, sadly. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> sorry, bad joke. So anyway, the, the, the biggest issues that they've seen in any study, the people who are most affected are those with diabetes, you know, they're overweight, they've got hypertension, they've got cardiac disease or kidney disorders. 
Now, the most commonly prescribed pharmaceutical drugs for each of those conditions are statins and ACE inhibitors. Yeah, I'm what literally sending they... my dad 10 pills that he had, his atorvastatin, because he's out for some reason and he's not allowed another you know prescription till October 5th. So I'm literally mailing him his meds uh, because he had right. extra here. Gotcha. Yeah. So the people who are on these drugs and for sure take extra precaution, right? But it, what what to me, what what is revelatory about this is, okay, we're being told a virus is killing people. No, emphatically not true, as far as I'm concerned. Even the CDC, when they presented the numbers, 6% of the 180, 200,000 people that allegedly died in the US, only 6% showed COVID alone. The other 94% had an average of 2.6 comorbidities. This is on government websites, right? This, I'm not just making this up. So when you look at that combination of the statins and the ACE inhibitors, particularly, what do they do? They upregulate what's called the ACE2 receptor on a cell. Why is that significant, Peter? Well, that's where the COVID binds. And now the COVID, as I said, doesn't do anything, but it transports with it things like what's called PM 2.5, particulate matter, which is basically that we're in a polluted, toxic planet, right? So when that binds with the upregulated ACE2 receptor on a cell by virtue of the fact that people are already unwell and they're on pharmaceutical products, then the pollution like cyanide and other like toxic materials get into the cell. And then that's what's creating this shitstorm and hypoxic response, which now even in New York, they're recognizing, oops, we shouldn't have been putting people on, hypervent uh, on ventilators because that's like trying to force oxygen into a circulatory system with blood, red blood cells that can't carry oxygen because they've been, the, the, the actual structure of the cell has changed. So that's so, like maybe suffocating you. So they were basically killing, killing people. Yeah, depending on which report you read, yeah. So basically a cyanide shot would have taken care of it or there were other ways they could have dealt with it. The metaphor I use, it's imagine you've got like a life raft, but it's very poorly inflated. That represents the red blood cell. And they're trying to save people or they're, they're, let's say they're putting like these uh, firemen and they're trying to send them to go and help, which represents the oxygen. They just keep forcing, that's the ventilators, forcing the more saturation of oxygen into the life raft that can't actually carry people. Mm. So then it, then it sinks. So anyway, I'm, I, I don't mean to laugh. It's just we, we live in such a dysfunctional world where people are in a complete state of panic over something that itself is revealing where they can have a good look at themselves. So this comes full circle to your question, where am I helping people? Is, you know, it's one of my quotes that people share a lot on um, social media. I say, life will reveal, sorry, life will present you with people and circumstances to reveal where you're not free. And yeah. in this case, the virus is revealing where are we not healthy in terms of our environment, ourselves, our societies, our industries, the corruption that's out there, the oppression that's out there that we've seen, you know, from whether it be the police force, you know, it's just, it's been there forever, right? Like mm -hmm. the oppression of minorities, African-Americans, that's ugly. Sex trafficking, super ugly. You know, a corrupt health industry, that's ugly. Politicians who lie and cheat, that's, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out that's pretty unattractive. So that to me is where the virus is the gift, totally devastating that some people are the collateral damage of that. But again, I would assert, just my opinion, it's not because of the virus, it's because they were already in a compromised state, hence the 94% comorbidities. So what I'm helping people do is regulate their emotions. Why are you so scared of death? What is the inner feeling of fear that you're carrying with you? Let's, let's address that. 
And then secondly, how healthy are you? Because I've got, I don't know how many athletes right now that I work with, hundreds over the last decade or so, many of whom have contracted the virus, but have had, like most people, asymptomatic rea reactions. So they're totally fine. Why? Because they're on the scale of health, they're at the, the upper end of being healthy. So the people who are most vulnerable, to your point, who have got the high cholesterol, the diabetes, the cardiac disease, the kidney disorders, and the pharmacology that's affecting them, they're the people for sure that we should take good care of and make sure that they're protected. But for Joe Blow, who's now lost his livelihood and his business and is in a, you know, uncomfortable situation, isolated at home, that to me is a complete disservice to society where we're seeing spikes in uh, domestic violence, child abuse, substance abuse, suicides. Just again, my opinion, I feel the fallout from this in terms of the, the byproduct is far worse uh, than anything that the virus has been. Wow. Again, just, yeah, just so, Pedro's opinion. And I, and I, <laughs> I want to make sure it's clear to everybody. I don't think you're saying the people that have diseases they can't control, like, like my dad's type 1 diabetic. That's mm -hmm. not something you can just change. Right. That just is right. what it is, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think that um, those are just, you know, unfortunate kind of realities. Yeah. Certain people have congenital issues or like based on whatever their genetic makeup is that they're predisposed to certain things for sure. But I'm always the proactive guy, not the reactive guy, mm -hmm. right? Like what can we do? to improve your environment, your movement, your food, that will give you at least the best chance to have what I would say is a semblance of health versus mm -hmm. managing disease, right? Again, I don't want to knock pharmaceuticals or the, the medical industry, but it's got nothing to do with healthcare. A doctor is a specialist in pathology, right? That would be like me going, oh, I want to be super wealthy and I'm going to go and work with someone who knows about death, right? It, it doesn't even make sense. Or mm -hmm. one of my baseball players wanting to be a good hitter and he's going to work with someone who knows about striking out, right? So we just got to understand what it is. If I'm in a car accident, I'll be the first to say, take me to the ER. These people are geniuses. They will save my life. I'll send flowers and cards to the doctors and nurses. But let's learn as a society, what does it mean to be healthy? Yeah. And getting a refill of a drug isn't a medicine. That's an addiction. It's a dependency, which is managing symptoms. And for some people, as you said, that's all they know. So there's no judgment. But instead of putting billions of dollars into a toxic, you know, apparently cure-all vaccine, why wouldn't we give some of that money to educate, inspire, and help people to become healthier? Or look at the food industry, right? Again, GMOs, glyphosate-covered glyphosate produce that people are eating, sugar products that, you know, they're giving their kids What's sodas. glyphosate products? I've glyphosate never heard of that. Herbicide. It's a herbicide. It's a pesticide that they use so that's why they had to make GMO pro produce so that they could use the round, it's Roundup. Oh, you know, yeah. when people spray that shit, it's carcinogenic basically. Yeah. So they're putting that all over people's food. So then people are putting food into their system that is either from a slaughterhouse, so it's full of whatever's gone into those animals, not only the, the, the sheer terror of how those animals are abused, but also all the- All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do, snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Antibiotics and then the myriad of infections that come out of those places. But just on general produce, you know, the corns and whatever people are putting into everything from, you know, ketchup to um, cereals, that's been covered in a glyphosate and many other pesticides and herbicides. So I think it's comical, not in a good way, but like people want to sit down at a table, they want everything sanitized, they're covering themselves with sanitizer, but they're eating, you know, this antibiotic, antibiotic laden meat with produce that's got herbicides and God knows what other chemicals, which is GMO to start with, so biologically not available, drinking their big gulp sodas. And then they're wondering, you know, why they don't feel well. Yeah. So to me, the whole thing is asinine. And I mean it in the most loving way, which is we just got to educate people, improve these industries. What does it mean to be healthy? Yeah, uh, that's that's what I'm committed to. Here's what I'm realizing, though. Right. So like we live in our bubble in Los Angeles and we have access to things like that. So I'm here in Connecticut yeah. right now. I have maybe three restaurant options nearby. And yeah, guess what? They're definitely not organic. They're right. definitely not going to be sourcing organic meats and any of that. And so you're in a pickle when you live somewhere that doesn't have those options. 100 percent. Yeah, it's a big issue. And, and you know, I don't want to be pointing fingers or like imply that people want to be in any way malicious, but it doesn't behoove these companies to provide healthy stuff. Like in Ayurveda, which is my practice, you know, an Eastern philosophy of healing, we have an expression, which is with good digestion, medical drugs aren't necessary. With bad digestion, medical drugs don't work. <laughs> so we, we, we focus everything on digestion. So that, that's, that system of Ayurveda, we, we, you know, tongue in cheek, we say it makes a lot of sense, but it doesn't make a lot of dollars. Because the most revered Ayurvedic doctor, the most revered is the one who doesn't have any clients. He doesn't have any patients because he's empowered his community on how to take care of themselves. Conversely here, you know, you ask your friend, oh, like, who's a good doctor? Who does everyone go and see? Yeah. It's like, well, how good can he be if everyone's going to see him all the time, right? So... So it is, again, it's just a re-education of like, yes, what's the availability and what is the inclination? What, it doesn't behoove a system to provide produce that is going to prevent people from being sick. Again, I know this all sounds very malicious, but it's just a business, right? Yeah. It's not even a finger, like any business wants to make money if you're yep. running a little coffee shop or you're a big pharma company. But we need only look at, if, if we were sitting in a big pharmaceutical company, uh, at the end of the first quarter, and they're like, "Yes, our drug sales have dropped." <laughs> like they're not. That would be a reflection of the fact that people are healthier, yeah. but they're not doing that. They're they're pushing images of people running through wispy meadows with you know golden retriever puppies 
looking happy for restless leg syndrome, you know, oh or whatever, whatever, like they're selling, they're selling and that's okay. They're a business, but let's just understand that it's, it's, it's trying to make money. Therefore, ipso facto, they want you to be sick. They, no, they're not going to declare that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the system. Well, so, no one would be able to work under those auspices. They have to believe that what they're selling is, is helpful. Otherwise you wouldn't be able to have employees. And I really believe there are incredibly dedicated, passionate, caring providers, like from doctors and nurses. They don't go into medical school going, oh, I can't wait to, you know, like make my monthly benefits from this pharmaceutical company by pushing drugs and sitting with a patient for three minutes. That's not their intention. They're loving, caring people who want to help. But the system itself isn't set up for success. Yeah. So again, that's where I think, as I said, the virus is the great revealer. It's showing, oh, wait a minute, our, our earth is toxic, human beings are toxic, our industries are toxic. I mean, it's like you have like, say two rooms in your house that you never went in and you open the cupboards and you open the doors and there was a leak and now there's mold and then there's roaches and freaking rats. And it's not, it's not pleasant to look at, but thank God you opened the door so now you can deal with it. Yeah. Now the big question is, are we gonna deal with it? <laughs> I don't know because you know, this 300 pound gorilla's in the in the room don't want to be told to leave the room and that's why we see all this censorship and people saying conspiracy theories and you know it's just physics you just got to understand it's simple physics no one's bad everyone's doing the best they can but if we want to grow as a species if we want to evolve we've got to at least see things objectively for what they are yeah a great point so how do we achieve kind of mental freedom um, that's a great question. How long have we got today? <laughs> <laughs> we got time. So mental freedom, you know, it's almost a bit of a, uh, um, an oxymoron because I would say anytime that you're really stuck in your mind, there's an absence of freedom. So we could actually say maybe not to sound like it's semantics, but spiritual freedom. So for me, when I work with someone, it's about discerning the difference between objective reality and subjective narrative right so what does that mean life is the way it is but always but only always right again one of my quotes so again life is the way it is but only always and then by virtue of our brain which is designed to predict and protect and it's going to come up with its own in, in interpretations of life we have a subjective narrative of that right so let's take an everyday example there's not a human being on the planet who hasn't quote unquote been upset by somebody what they said or what they did. They pissed me off, they upset me, they made me sad. Mm -hmm. That's completely inaccurate. That's like saying the virus killed me. That's the same metaphor. Something exogenous, something outside of me affected me. No, the person said something and they did something. And I'm not saying that it was pleasant. I'm not condoning the behavior. I'm not saying it was ideal, but you upset you based on your interpretation of what they said. Now, assuming someone's not stabbing you, then of course that's different. But if somebody said or their behavior outside of you triggered something within you, then that's your responsibility. That's the good news. But we don't look at it like that. We're like, oh no, you know, my boss really upset me. My spouse pissed me off, whatever. So there's no freedom there, right? You are a victim of circumstance. Yes. And that's where people are trying to control everything. It's like, well, if only my boss did this or my spouse did that, I would be okay which then is implying that you're the center of the universe and you know how everybody should act, which is quite an audacious perspective to have, right? Yeah, Versus they should not be freedom. so irrational and out of their minds and Yeah, and just, just let somebody say what they have to 
<laughs> just let somebody say or do what they have to say and do. Now, that might mean that you want to revisit that circumstance, right? If it's a loving relationship, I don't know. Maybe there's some work to be done. There's conversations to be had. Maybe it's not a healthy relationship to be in. If it's a work situation, perhaps, again, it's not really your passion. Maybe it's an invitation to revisit. Is this an industry I'm really committed to? You know, and a lot of people are thinking of a lot of things right now. Where do I want to live? What do I want to do? Like this again, it's it's creating a lot of inquiry. Mm -hmm. So spiritual freedom to me is really that. It is where I can become fully part of life, but not at the effect of life. And so now I have what I would assert true freedom. I'm no longer a victim of circumstance. I'm not saying that's easy. And in fact, I never was a, a victim of circumstance. I was a victim of my own internal dialogue about circumstance. Yeah. Right? No one's ever upset you. It's just your own thinking and then feeling about the circumstance that upset you. Now, that alone is a very powerful distinction. It doesn't, I'm not saying it's easy to actually embody, but if you really get that, it's like, wow, no one's ever actually upset me. I, I, you know, it's your own imagination is creating your suffering. So how do you, how do you get there? Because, you know, we're all kind of trained, we're like herd trained to be upset and triggered by people and, and yeah. think that the world is ending and thinking that everything, you know, necessitates a response and, you know, all mm -hmm. of these things. So how do you get to that place where you can be unaffected yeah. um, when people are pushing and pushing and pushing? That's the, that's the journey of awakening or enlightenment, whatever word you want to use, right? I'm not saying it's easy by any stretch of the imagination, but this is why I love working with athletes because they're put in the highest stress type arenas, right? High performance. So the same thing applies there. How do you allow, say, one of my athletes to be in a World Series, which one, I've got three Olympic athletes going to Tokyo next year, or one of my golfers making a putt to win a big major tournament, how can you get them to a place where they're not affected by the pressure? Same thing, right? So ultimately, you know, a very simple question I ask myself is, can I be with this? Now, maybe a weird question, but if you really sort of unpack it, like, can I be with this circumstance? Now, what that does is it elicits what is it that I'm saying that I feel threatened by? If I can't be with the circumstance, then I'm threatened by it. You know, if like if I'm sitting at home and, you know, I like to be tidy, I'm a Virgo, I like, you know, order. But if I can be with the fact that somebody moved my pen on my desk, you know, that's I'm pretty easily triggered. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz-free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code HEELSQUAD for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code HEELSQUAD. Trust me, you won't regret it. Right? 
Now, we obviously have a sliding scale of external like um, stimulus to which we could react. You know, if somebody comes at you and says, hey, you're a bit and they're like effing and blinding at you. I'd like to think that I could still be with that. Like, listen, that's their opinion. They're entitled. I don't know why they think that about me. They might be under the influence of alcohol. They might have just had a fight with their spouse. I don't know. But what can what can we do to develop an internal state of peace where I remain sort of I have that equanimity to life that I'm not detached. Some people sort of misassociate that. Oh, he's just numb to life. No, I'm actually fully present which is allowing me to truly be with, but not at the expense of or the effect of life. So it takes practice. But the the number one thing to look for is what is the perceived threat? Because that's what tri- tri- is the trigger. The trigger is the brain is saying, I'm under some kind of potential threat right now. Mm-hmm. And then we go into fight or flight, which most yeah. people have heard of. Our sympathetic nervous system kicks in. We dump cortisol and adrenaline into our bloodstream. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're already in a sort of an agitated state. So for me, getting somebody to a place like an athlete, let's use them because it's easier. If I can get them to the place that they're okay with every outcome, right? That doesn't, whatever could happen, they strike out, a golfer misses a cart, you know, one of my show jumpers hits every rail as they jump over with their horse, like whatever the worst case scenario is, if you can already integrate that as a possibility, because it's, it is a possibility, then you've got nothing else to fear, hmm. right? So Jack Nicholas, he was the greatest golfer of all time in terms of what he's achieved. He said, one of the most important parts of winning is being okay losing. When people don't want an outcome, what is the, what is the absolute like pink elephant in the room right now? What's the fear? Death, right? <laughs> yeah. That's why everybody's like, I'm at the farmer's market. You know, it's like, and I'm waiting outside. It's a beautiful day in California. And I don't have my quote unquote bandana on for a second because you have to wear it inside the farmer's market. You know, and a woman who's like a good eight, 10 feet away is like, do you have a mask? Do you have a mask? And I'm like, no, I, I do. It's okay. Like, you know, it's, but that's got nothing to do with me. I'm like one of the healthiest people I know. That's a reflection of her fear, yeah. which is okay. And I honor that. And I don't want people to feel scared, but that's absolute like insanity as far as I'm concerned. That is all programming based on a perceived threat. It's a perceived threat. It's not an actual threat. So to be able to delineate the difference between what is actually a threat, be smart. Your dad, somebody who's got a, you know, they're, they're, they're sort of predisposed maybe to being vulnerable. People are on statins, as I said, and these ACE inhibitors. You know, maybe they want to talk to their doctors about alternatives. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, be smart. If you're frail, if you're old, all of the things that they're showing us, great. But for most people whose livelihoods, as I said, have been ruined, and yet they themselves would be totally fine that is you know that's the unfortunate collateral damage of these choices wow so there's there's a lot i know (laughs) what about like like i was just thinking um because i know you work with a lot of celebrities um a situation like ellen degeneres who is in the news today she came back and today was her first show um Uh And, you know, we do live in uh, a time where people are really being held accountable or or there's takedown culture. There's a lot of different dynamics going on. How yeah. would you coach an Ellen in that situation? Someone like what happened? So she was accused of having a toxic work environment. Oh, um, OK. And, you know, I. I I know from behind the scenes, like she's, she doesn't, 
she's not there day to day. She goes in, she hosts her show, she leaves. She has staff that runs the show. But there, right. you know, the allegations are that inside the show, the people who are running it, who now are no longer, um, were running a toxic environment. And so when you are a celebrity and yeah. you're in that situation or you're a pub- in the public eye and you're in that situation, how do you advise someone? Because there is a threat, yeah. right? They're, they've, you know, they've they've launched these allegations and and it's it's definitely a time where you're never innocent until proven guilty you're just guilty from from go um and so how do you coach someone through that i mean again i'd have to sit down with her and uh, i'm happy to do that if she wants to reach out but i um i I, i'm i'm a big fan of being 100 percent responsible so what does that mean so if something is in the orbit of your life, whatever it is, then to me, a powerful spirit, a powerful soul, a powerful being is somebody who goes, okay, it may not be accurate, but let me look at myself. Why have I attracted that particular dialogue circumstance into my life? Like I said earlier, my quote, life will present you with people and circumstances to reveal where you're not free. Mm-hmm. So just by virtue of the people I know who are in that industry who I work with, so I do know them, I don't know Ellen, my guess is there may well have been moments where she's raised her voice or lost her temper. Why? Because she's human. Now, but is that the context of how she operates her business? Probably not. But could she go, wow, yeah, there's a couple of moments where I was under an immense amount of stress, some people dropped the ball. I got frustrated. Maybe she could own that as a contributing factor to whatever dialogue is out there. Again, I don't really follow media, so that's why I don't know the stories. But that would at least give her power versus being a victim of whatever circumstances are being, quote, unquote, put upon her. Mm-hmm. So I, whoever I'm dealing with, I'm like, where can you have responsibility? Not like it's your fault, but rather energetically, you have attracted these circumstances. Like. The, the perpetrator and the victim of a abusive relationship, it's very easy oftentimes for the woman to go, this guy is bad, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not denying whatever the abuse is is completely heinous and unacceptable, especially as we've seen, you know, the last few years, right? We've had the Me Too, which is great. That sort of is a, a waking up. Now we've got the, the oppression that we've seen of minorities and African-American. This is great. People are waking up to the hideous behaviors that are out there. But to use that example, for the woman in this case to be the victim is a it's a denial of her role in it now it may not be conscious but who are you in the way that you relate to yourself in the way that you speak to yourself that even allowed you to attract a man like that how many women speak into the the narrative of their own lack of self-worth that is simply being mirrored in the type of relationships they attract Mm. right that at least gives somebody the empowerment to go, wow, I can see that for the longest years, way before I met this particular person, I wasn't very pleasant to myself either in the way that I spoke to myself. I literally had a client, head of a big company, president, call me and the owner, I guess he's the president and then there's the, the main stakeholder, sort of basically made fun of this president in the boardroom in front of people. Like he was dismissing him, belittling him, And he came out of there kind of enraged, you know, and he's driving home and he's frustrated. He's like, you know, this is bullshit. I work my ass off. Like, how dare he make me look bad in front of all these people? And I said, let me ask you. I said, 
if I were to compare what he said versus how you speak to yourself, which is worse? And he, there was this dead silence. He said, 100%, I am a much bigger asshole to myself. I'm like, okay, so there's your opportunity. He was So is it the that they pick up on it and give it back to you? Yeah, it's not even a conscious process, right? It's yeah. just life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life, as I said, is just going to reveal, like I said, this virus is revealing how many people are scared. It's revealing how many people are sick. It's revealing how toxic our, comp- our, our, our planet is. It's revealing how corrupt com- companies are. It's revealing how the healthcare system doesn't work. You know, it's revealing, mm-hmm. right? So it's the same in relationships. Why relationships are usually the number one topic of conversation I have with anyone is because that's where you're right up against the mirror, right? Who triggers you the most is usually somebody who you have a stronger sense of connection with. Somebody on the streets is something fine. You might flip them a bird in the car because they cut you off. Like, you know, but when it's your spouse, when it's your mom, when it's your dad, when it's your child that says something, it will really bring to the surface that which you haven't reconciled and you haven't yet integrated through your own process of self-love and self-acceptance. That to me is the real gift of being human. This dimension to me is revelatory. As I said, it's just, we are in this dimension to process our own karmas of constraints and fears and limitations. It just looks like, no, they pissed me off. No, they said something. (laughs) If you can like distinguish that and go, wow, what I perceived that meant was that I'm not good enough. And that's my responsibility. And I can remember actually when I was young, I felt that from age three, five, seven, just because of the way my parents spoke to me or my high school teachers said, blah, blah, blah. But now you're putting it on your spouse as though it's their fault. No, it's just something that you still haven't actually cleaned up. That's the opportunity. But most people don't look at life that way. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a good response. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we all have cleaning up to do. And when you start to see it, you know, like I was, I was talking to someone about um, the Ellen thing, and I said, "Here's, here's kind of something I was thinking about: is when you get to points in your life when you are not being yourself, and you are being snippy and unkind, and you know all of those things, right? Yeah. That could be perceived yeah. as toxic." Um, it's usually because you're overstretched, doing too much, and you yeah. can't handle everything that's happening. I said, and I was telling this person 
who um, who knows Ellen mutually. And I said, I understand because I've gone to those places where yeah. I was doing way too much and I was so stressed, miserable, whatever the moment was. And I would be yeah. snippy and short and whatever. And that's not who I am. And exactly. since I shifted things, that's less possible to happen. Um, but we are human and we are all shades. We're not, you know, one thing. We're not all perfect and always sunny, although Kelsey's pretty sunny. I will say that after being with her for two months, this girl is always happy. Um, but, but also she's young. I was always happy then too. And then, you know, a few beatings along the way and you're like, oh, maybe I'm not going to be happy all the time anymore. Maybe there's going to be a few other feelings in there. Um, but... I understand um, what it's like when you get to that place when you just have have just you're doing too much. Yeah. And you have to. And take that's it why back. I said without knowing Ellen, without knowing the circumstance, without hearing the stories, I think it would actually be more unbelievable to think that she doesn't sometimes have a little bit of a hostile environment than to presume because she's funny outside on the stage that that's just the way it all is. Yeah. That to me would be inauthentic. Yeah. Because she's human. And so there's a lot of pressure I... when you're at the top and everyone's counting on you for, you know, ratings and, and this and that. I'm not excusing anything and I don't know everything or even pretty much anything yeah. to be honest. I just I always yeah. try to have empathy to see um, how someone gets there or how things like that could happen. But you're right. I mean, it would be kind of crazy to think there wouldn't be things. Exactly. Under that kind of circumstance, as I said, I can only speak from working with the highest performers in sports, entertainment a lot, and business. And I promise you, every single one of my clients in all those arenas, from multi-billionaires to the biggest blah, 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 award winners and whatever, they all are going to have moments where they lose it. Yeah. Well, welcome to being human. What can we bring? More love, more compassion, right? So I think, especially here in LA, one of what is one of the biggest mechanisms that humans use in order to get the primordial feeling of belonging is that we want to basically look good, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's a facade. And that's why I personally cut through that pretense and get to the humanity. You're not perfect. You're never supposed to be. But if you could actually embrace warts and all, every aspects of you, then actually you become a much more empathetic, loving, compassionate human because you've embraced your own imperfections. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm saying in Ellen's situation, if I were to sit down with her, I'd say, hey, let's just be straight about it. You're not supposed to be like some archangel. You know, you're not a saint. You're a comedian. And every comedian I've helped, and I've helped a few, they're pretty dark underneath it. So I'd actually be surprised if she didn't lose her shit sometimes and yeah. get down on somebody. Plus, she's running a big business, multi-million dollars at stake. So people are going to drop the ball. What if an assistant didn't deliver something that was important to her? And, you know, she's going to get upset. Like, no one's going to begrudge her that. So, again, I think it's all about transparency, authenticity. This is, again, why I feel the gift of COVID is that we're, we're cutting through the bullshit. And, yeah. and let's drop the facade, you know. And so with her, whatever industry it is, like, let's start being straight with each other. Yeah. I don't care that pharmaceutical want to make money that, but let's just be straight about it. <laughs> you know, don't pretend that you're here to make me healthy. Let's talk to somebody who's into biohacking or health optimization for like, I have a hyperbaric chamber in my house. You know, the only person I knew in LA who had that was like a Kobe Bryant or a top, some of my top athletes. That's my commitment to health. Right. Yeah. So there are experts out there who know a lot more than me about health 
let's let's give them a platform versus let's just keep refilling your prescriptions right so same with ellen she's human she's going to get upset she's going to be under i don't know what stress it could be it could be hormonal stress once a month you know it could be the stress of a relationship mm -hmm. stress of like viewing numbers she's human stress is going to pull out of everybody some sort of survival mechanism mm -hmm. you know I, I i consider myself the freest person i know and i'm still gonna have days where i didn't sleep very well and i've got deadlines for whatever and i might not be as perky as i normally am like okay god forbid you know it's like i'm okay with it like i'll just go to bed earlier and i'll apologize if i quote unquote disturb somebody along the way that's called being responsible so i think you know, this is an opportunity for us to all embrace our humanity. Stop trying to make everything perfect. Yeah. Definitely stop lying. You know, there's so much lying going on out there. And and I think it would make for a much more loving, compassionate society. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think it's it's hard for people to, it's hard for all of us to not be so hurt or, you know, mm -hmm. like you said, the word triggered, like by people. Yeah you know, who want to hurt you or seemingly yeah. want to hurt yes. you. Yeah. And that's a big distinction, seemingly, right? Like, because I feel it's sad to say, but the world that's out there right now is insane. And you yeah. do, and we do believe in, you know, we do see these stories of actual sex trafficking as one example, right? And my brain doesn't function in a way that I can fathom why any adults would want to do these heinous crimes to a child. My brain also doesn't work why a policeman or anyone in a position of authority would want to knowingly inflict harm on a minority. On the like, people they're supposed to protect too. Yeah. Right. So again, that's the inauthenticity, right? This is the lie that it's, it's the wolf in sheep's clothing, right? And again, that's why personally, because I'm committed to health, I have issue with people who are going to try and get well, but they're being given the antithesis of what they need, right? More drugs, which is compromising them, is giving them side effects, blah, blah, blah. So it is difficult. And when there are literally people out there <laughs> who quite knowingly are wanting to harm people, you know, that's, that's a tough one. I mean, that's, you know, I can only at that point hope justice will prevail. I hope love will prevail. Those, those people invariably equally have gone through a lot of trauma there's a very powerful video out there called step inside the circle anyone can youtube it and this woman who's extraordinary i've forgotten her name she goes into um prisons and she will bring all of the inmates out into the yard and put them in a massive circle right like however many hundreds of guys and she's standing in the middle this old you know i don't she's 50 60 by herself well she's got whatever help um and all these inmates and she will ask a series of questions and after each question, if it's a yes, they have to take a step inside the circle. And it's so powerful to watch. I had tears in my eyes because she will say, like the first question, how many of you were raised by a single parent? They take a step. How many of you were exposed to substances, you know, legal substances, either with your parents or yourself? Take a step. How many of you, blah, blah, blah. One of your parents was incarcerated, you know, and it's it to give you the chills right so oh, you from start the second to see. you started yeah so what what why for me because my commitment my commitment without sounding too like esoteric and oh he's so la la is like real love like real love and these people they weren't taught the language of love 
So they became criminals because what like if I go to Madrid and I grew up in Madrid, I learn Spanish, mm -hmm. right? That's just by virtue of the environment I'm in. If a baby that we all look at as precious, it's a miracle, right? You look at a baby, it's a miracle. But if that baby is imbibed with an environment that is toxic, that is hostile, that is violent, that is oppressive, that is based in belonging through a gang and having to earn your stripes by committing crime, that's how you get accepted. That's what they've learned. So now they're incarcerated. Are they a bad person? Or is just that the language that they were taught? Right. So I come full circle and this, you know, why I had tears in is there's so much vindictive energy. There's the audacity of most humans to like be so judgmental to those who are criminal without knowing their history. There's one story here that's anecdotal, but it's powerful. I was on the four or five going to a date. This is many years ago. I missed my exit. So I had to go down one, came back. I'm doing about 85. I get nudged in the back by a car. I'm doing it. So he's got to be doing 1995. And I'm like, holy shit, what was that? Like, I'm just focused on where I'm going because uh, it was an exciting date. <laughs> so, and then I'm like, and this car suddenly pulls out and takes off. And I'm like, not on my watch, right? Like, I'm not violent, but I'm Were like, you're going you out with Jennifer running. Aniston. What's that? Were you going on a date with Jennifer Aniston? No, no. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh, Jeffrey Aniston, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> No, but if, no, she's married, isn't she? Anyway. No, not anymore. So this car takes off and um, he, he's weaving in and out. And I had a pretty powerful engine so I could keep up. And he pulls off the four or five, goes down a side street and he's trying to get past the car that is there and he can't. He thankfully pulls then into like the parking lot of a, a Denny's or some like deli place. And I get out, I get out of the car immediately so that he can hear my voice. Cause you never know in LA, like people are like, what are you doing? You're an idiot. Yeah. I just, I just responded naturally. So he gets out and I say, Hey, everything's okay. My name's Peter. Just so he's like, not packing heat or something. Yeah. <laughs> and so he gets out, he comes up, you know, and I say, Hey, everything's okay. I just, you know, you, you can't hit people on the freeway and take off. Like let's, let's exchange details and check the back of my car. And fortunately he was amicable and he's like, okay. So he came over, my car seemed fine. We then, it, it was kind of late. So we couldn't see, so I had a light on my phone and we're looking through his wallet to get his insurance. As he pulls it out, a ring falls on the floor. So he's scrambling to try and find it. And I said, was that your wedding ring? And he's like, yes. And then he, I could just feel his energy was sort of a little bit heavy. And I said, is everything okay? And he's like, well, we're just going through a bit of a heavy time. And, and at this point I was close enough to him that I could kind of smell he's been drinking. And I said, you, you, you've had a few pops? And he's like, yeah, and I was just at a, it was a playoff game for the Super Bowl. I said, okay, well, I'm not going to let you get back in your car. Can you at least call your wife and get her to pick you up? He's like, sure. And um, then I waited. His wife came, picked him up. He went home and whatever. They did whatever they did to get the car in the morning. But he called me in the morning. They called me in the next day. And he said, I don't know who the hell you are, but you're like a guardian angel. Now, I don't say this to make me look good, but like what would have been the natural tendency of a human being there? What is the heck did you do that? Yeah, exactly. Get this fucking guy in jail. Let's call the police. He's drunk driving. He fell asleep at the wheel. Why? Because he's got a job that he's working too hard. He was drunk trying to get back to it, you know, and he fell asleep at the wheel, which is why he went into the back of me. Ooh. And so what we ended up doing is like recognizing he was drinking at least 70 units of alcohol a week. And so we got him off that. We repaired his marriage and they bought their first house together and 
So wait, so you worked guy, with him after this? Yeah, I just I felt wow. bad for the guy, you wow. know? Wow, that's amazing. So we met for we met like three days later at a Whole Foods. We just grabbed a juice. He told me his whole story. And so really why I segued that in is because he was no different to one of those guys, those inmates who just hadn't been given the opportunity, who hadn't been shown love, who hadn't been given the safety of you're a human being who I admire. Maybe you've been given like some misdirection and you've had some tough times and you're under a lot of stress, but that doesn't make you a bad person. Mm -hmm. So just giving somebody the opportunity to revisit their own values and how they want to treat themselves and others you know, that, that takes something to give that to somebody and not many people get that. And so again, full circle to those who are like literally trying to harm us right now, which sadly I believe there are some, you know, who really do have their own agendas, whether they have parts of their brains missing that don't allow them to be empathetic or compassionate. Um, or you know, they're that's, just that's straight narcissists. What's that? Or they're just straight narcissists. Yeah, exactly. But that's a compensation pattern for inadequacies, right? Like that's what I deal with insecurities. The perfectionist, the people pleaser isn't a perfectionist or a people pleaser. It's an adaptation to beliefs of inadequacy. And that's how they feel a sense of value. So somebody who feels very out of control, maybe they were brought up in an environment that was very hostile. They need now to control everything because they don't want to feel that threat again. Mm-hmm. which means sometimes at the expense of the masses, which is, you know, for me, asinine and it's devastating, but that's just how they've been programmed. So um, again, I don't want to give people the benefit of the doubt if they're being evil. I, you know, I definitely have issue with some of the things that are going on out there. I mean, as I said, I cannot comprehend what apparently is being done to children around the world. It's like, I just had a dog. I don't have kids, but if anyone even hurt my dog, Yep. I would, I would quote unquote, be scared to see what could come out of me as a form of defense, because yeah. we all have that kill or be killed instinct as part of our central nervous system. So oh, yeah. I just would like to believe that the masses are caring, are kind, are considerate, um, whether we're all being fleeced right now by the few who are, you know, these egotistical driven, like certainly in California, I know, like, you know, the way that this is being run is, it's got nothing to do with caring about people, nothing. So it's it's tough, but I still believe that light and love will prevail. It just might take a little bit of something from the masses to start a new society where we actually do give a shit about each other and our planet and, you know, the foods that we put in our mouths, the way we treat our children, the, you know, the ridiculous amount of toxins that are injected into babies under the guise of whatever safety and all of that. Like, you know, these are things that we get to revisit and we can evolve and become a better society. Yeah. Perhaps I'm a dreamer, but I don't think I'm the only one, Maria. <laughs> I love that. Great way to great way to kind of wrap it all up, right? Um man, so much I, I think I have to listen to that maybe two more times after this with like a heavy notebook. Um, yeah, sorry, I download heavily sometimes. No, it's amazing. I think it's all super, super helpful um to identify things within ourselves yeah. and then also to kind of start to reframe how we approach things yeah yeah i just care a lot you know if i ever had a superpower but also we could say like one of my weaknesses my kryptonite is that i just genuinely care and it, it hurts me to see when people are lying and abusing and taking advantage of people i i just i have to speak up you know and um and there's just an absence of care. There's an absence of love, I think, in society. There's an absence of love towards our planet. I mean, we are literally, as I said, spraying to the billions of gallons, you know, pesticides and herbicides that are known to be harmful 
on the food that then people are eating. You know, thankfully, some countries are shutting that down. I think Germany never allows it. Mexico is weaning themselves off of it. That's great. So there, there's growth, right? Yeah. And I understand it. Like the companies that make it, they don't want to lose those profits. I understand. But can we pivot? Can we come up with something better? Can you, yeah. can you make something healthy, you know, and still make some money and keep your shareholders happy? That's, that's unfortunately the issue, right? It's money. Like, again, I got nothing against healthcare, but it's, it's got nothing to do with health. I don't want people own Johnson and Johnson Pfizer shares to be like, oh, my stock price is going down. Okay, well, at what expense? You know, people are healthier and happier. Yeah. I mean, is that really, is that really a loss? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. You, you're seeing it. I mean, it was interesting. We were in uh, Sephora the other day and Kelsey's been getting me into like cleaner beauty and all of yeah. that, which I should have done, you know, a long time ago. But, um, you know, uh, sometimes when you're exposed to it like you said if you're not taught those languages and taught those things it's it's hard to kind of just go on that journey yourself so we were in yeah. sephora looking for clean beauty and we're you know we're seeing a bunch of different brands in there and the girl said she goes yeah she's like it was used to just be this one little one now by next year yeah. this this whole place is pretty much going to be clean beauty and it's exciting to know that we as consumers have a power yeah to purchase those things that are better whether it's you know an electric car or clean beauty or clean you know household products because we're yeah. telling people this is the demand so that the the bigger companies have to be afraid and say oh we need to pivot because we're going to get taken out by this little company over here as they rise absolutely yeah amen perfectly said and the same goes for health the same goes for relationship the same goes for politics mm -hmm the policies that are out there you know we get to have a voice in the way that we as a collective want to have a society that works for all and that to me is a win-win right because we the consumer then know that oh wow we're buying products that aren't deleterious to our health that aren't going to hurt us mm -hmm. and at the same time we're still engaging in commerce with a product that now has been improved by a company that's still making their profits yep i'm not against that system i don't you know i'm a business too i sell a quote-unquote product of you know, upgrading people's subconscious patterns, letting my athletes 10x their winnings or whatever it is. So, of course, I'm in the profit capitalistic business like anybody else, but I'm not doing it at the detriment of anybody. Yeah. And there's a lot of companies that are doing it at the detriment knowingly. So let's just like everybody up level their game a little bit and just be a little bit more conscious and we all get to win. You know, yeah. I mean, I know that may be like the, everyone gets a trophy, <laughs> yeah. but um but I, I, I still, as I said, I just got to stay positive. I believe that this is an opportunity. There's been so much collateral damage, which is devastating. And I don't think we've even seen the start of it. You know, no. the way kids are being put into their little cubicles with masks. And, you know, it's just the psychological long-term effects of what I'm con you know, concerned about more than anything. Um, the fact that you can't see somebody's face because of a mask. You know, people argue about oxygen and carbon. I'm like, that's got nothing to do with it. Like, yeah, it's not great, but it's the fact that as humans, we want to we want to be able to connect. And if you can't see somebody's facial gestures, yep. then you naturally are going to be in a more protective, defensive state. Mm -hmm. And that is deleterious to your health by virtue of the fact that you're in fight or flight and everything is even more of a threat. Yeah. That's my issue with the whole, you know, dumb mask thing is we we connect facially you look at a baby and you smile the baby doesn't know what the hell's going on but it sees oh this is a friendly face and yeah. it responds the mirror neurons that you know we all have 
So there's just a lot of psychological issues here, as I said, all the spiking of suicides. And that's the thing that my heart breaks for over something that, you know, 99.7% of us are going to be just fine. Yeah. Especially if we clean up our food and our health. (laughs) The kid thing is so crazy. Um, I'll end it with this, but there was uh, somebody, it was over the weekend. It might've been my friend's nephew who at like two years old, three years old is like danger, germs, danger, germs. And he's scared to be around people. So they had to force him into like a daycare because he was becoming so kind of isolated and, and terrified of humans it's crazy. Like that really struck me. I yeah. I wouldn't have thought of it like that, but they are terrified. So And that is just based on a narrative. That is the bad boogeyman saying, I'll leave you with this. We are more viruses and bacteria than we are human DNA. As soon as we separate, that's just biology, right? Even just in our gut, we literally have more DNA based on the like the microbiome that's in there than we have physical DNA of being human. There's the second law of thermodynamics points out that when you isolate any system, this is physics. When you isolate a system, it increases its entropy. What does that mean? It degenerates. Mm. So think about what is the worst thing we do? We incarcerate people in isolated confinement and they lose their mind. They scratch their face off because they're isolated from nature and other people. And this is what's happening. And this is why, as I said, the long-term effects of this, just to your point about this little kid, is we're making it seem like Mother Nature is dangerous. Here in California, at the peak, they shut down the beaches, they shut down hiking trails, but they left open liquor stores. What the hell does that have to do with health, right? So this is an opportunity to recognize we don't want to isolate, we want to connect. And especially with Mother Nature. Everybody knows, oh, if you're feeling bad, go for a hike, go hug a tree, go watch the Grand Canyon, whatever it is. Go watch a sunset. So there is nothing out there to be scared of. The, most, the, the biggest virus, unfortunately, is these, these, these human tendencies to want to control and dominate. That is, and then that creates fear. That's, that's the only virus. The viruses out there in Mother Nature, they're trying to help us. Yep. Well said. Peter Crone. Uh, if you want more information on him, you can go to petercrone.com. We'll put the link to that in the summary of this episode. You can follow him, of course, on socials at Peter Crone official. Um, Peter, thank you so much. This was awesome yeah, as always. Thank you. I hope, I hope it helps. As I said, I genuinely care. I know this will probably trigger some people and everyone's doing the best they can, but it's coming from love and it's just an invitation for everybody to sort of see the possibility of becoming a healthier, happier, more connected society. Then mm-hmm. right now we seem to be going the opposite direction and I think it's it's the uh, incumbent upon all of us to go. No, let's 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 learn to love and connect and just be healthier. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time and and wisdom. Be well, my dear. So much good. love to you. Thank you. Well, hopefully we'll catch up in LA when I get back that way. Yeah, I'd love to see you. Okay, sounds good. Take care. Bye. <sighs> Ooh. What a show, you what guys. A show. I couldn't stop. I mean, I know. We might want to do part two. Might be like part one for today, part two, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in the uh, in the actual like feeds, right? Yeah. For, for Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. It was wild he's when. Very, very enlightened. Like, just, I think his perspective on things, he's able to push you past mm-hmm. the level that you thought something was to reconsider. And I, I, th- I love being challenged. I mean, like, I got to be honest, some of the stuff he was saying, my knee jerk was to be like, what? What mm-hmm. is that? Like, what are you saying? But then when you give him time, 
to elaborate and push you and challenge you. I think it's really important. Like it's an invitation, like he said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I kind of just let him do his thing because by the time he's done, he's already answered questions that you have in your mind that I don't yep. want to like interject and ruin a flow. Yeah. Um, he knows the questions too. He knows what you're yeah. going to say. I mean, and he kept interjecting. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a this, but I firmly believe that and there's scientific mm-hmm. proof, you know, so... Can we discuss that Kelsey just raised her hand and she's got a novel written on it? Oh, 100%. Like her whole hand is all writing. <laughs> Are those notes from the show? Yeah. <laughs> well, that we have to watch my octopus something and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the good stuff that comes I up that I think that about. I that prison um, Me too. I wrote video. that down too. Yeah. Step inside the circle. Step inside the circle. Damn, guys. What Oof. a good, good day. What a great day. And if you like today's episode, check out episode number 51 with Trevor Moad, whose philosophies on performance coaching can equally uh, enhance and optimize your life. If you haven't already, social out a favorite episode. Tell your friends about our show. Please help us bring more people to this community. Listen to the people that we're having on this show. They're helping so much. Um, Share that. Don't hoard it. Don't right? Don't hoard the good info. Share the good info. No, it really is helpful for us. (laughs) We're really trying so hard. And we're like the little engine that could. We like keep growing little, little by little. But um, with we're your at help, we're twenty nine thousand on YouTube. Yes, but Come with on, your help, it. we can grow yes. even bigger and better. And that will just give us so much more ammo to be able to serve you guys mm-hmm. better. So thank you guys as always for joining us. Um, in the meantime, follow us at Better Together with Maria, at Peter Crone Official, at Jeffrey Crane Graham, at Kelsmeyer too. And remember, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.